Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. I'm back in the saddle. My wife is filling in for Jess. Mary Danielle, thanks for stepping in when you needed to be here. Thank You're you. You're welcome. And Jesse will be back tomorrow. <clears throat> this is an explosive show today, and I really mean that. I, I, I'm amazed. I was watching Cardinal Mueller on The World Over with Raymond and Royal, and I went, wow, I read, listened to it twice. And then the benefit of having uh, LifeSite News do an article on it right away was great. <clears throat> it's basically Cardinal Mueller saying... And this is hard to have to say this, but because of the salvation of souls, he's doing it. Pope Francis' Senate is a hostile takeover of the church in this explosive interview. And he quotes the documents of the church. He really explains why this is dangerous for Holy Mother, the church, to have this democratic approach to truth. Because that's just not what we have. And actually, I have a quote from our very own Bishop Joseph Strickland, who will be here tomorrow. He says, every Catholic should watch this important interview the church is founded on revealed truth. It's not a game with rules that we can change at any time we wish. Well, Bishop Strickland, why don't you tell me what you really think? <laughs> wow. Also, Jess, uh, Jesse, I'm going to call it my wife, Jesse. Sorry. <laughs> Mary, good news uh, on this. Uh, a federal judge is striking down the Biden administration's transgender pronoun bathroom guidelines. And I think it's great because people with common sense are saying, wait a minute, just because the Biden administration... It's all for uh, the you know, homosexuality. That doesn't mean we have to just say, okay. But we can say, wait a minute, this isn't part of our tradition. This is not part of who we are. We're going to step up against it. So I want to say that's a good news story. Also, this is interesting. <clears throat> We've been talking about uh, the uh, mRNN COVID shots for what, a couple years now. We got kicked off of YouTube for it. I will never forget that. <laughs> uh, but uh, Florida says young men should not receive this MRN COVID shot due to cardiac death risks. And they go right into uh, why all these statistics is showing young men die, heart attacks. Not good. Also, if we have time, I want to end with something that's really beautiful. <clears throat> and it's um, why St. Bruno is the patron saint of exorcists and possessed persons. It's beautiful. And Mary, I want to have you comment, if we have time today, about a YouTuber with over 8 million followers exposing the dark side of birth control. And so much of what she said, can I, can I tell everybody a secret? We've been saying the same thing for 30 or 40 years since Pope Paul VI came out and said it. <laughs> but it's refreshing to hear non-Catholics realizing we've been duped. But Mary, before we get to all of this, I'm asking you, our biblical studies uh, scholar here with the Bible with the Barbers, to read the gospel of the day. And then after we do that, give a little commentary, and then we'll bring the smartest guy into the room, Fulton Sheen. Well, thank you. And we're going to be reading from Luke eleven twenty nine through 32. It's today's gospel for Monday of the 28th week in Ordinary Time. Jesus, while still more people gathered in the crowd, Jesus said to them, This generation is an evil generation. It seeks a sign but no sign will be given it except the sign of Jonah. Just as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. At the judgment, the Queen of the South will rise with the men of this generation, and she will condemn them. Because she came from the farthest ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And there is something greater than Solomon here. At the judgment, the men of Nineveh will rise with this generation and condemn it. Because at the preaching of Jonah, they repented 
And there is something greater than Jonah here, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is greater. He's greater than Solomon. He's greater than Jonah. And the people are looking for signs. And the interesting thing about the people looking for signs is they look for signs and Jesus gives them signs and then they ask for more signs. And the more signs he gives them, the more they ask. And they're like, you know, did you see the last one? (laughs) So they're not sincere in their heart. And don't we do the same thing? It's like, Lord, work a miracle. Lord, give us three days of darkness. Lord, illumine our conscience. We look to private revelation. We're not supposed to be looking to private revelation for the answers to our problems in life. We're supposed to be looking to Jesus Christ. And here's the deal. Jonah was sent to Nineveh. He went reluctantly because he knew that if the Ninevites repented, that, well, then God wouldn't destroy them, and then God would raise up Assyria as the, his instrument to chastise Israel for its infidelity. And that's exactly what happened. But Jonah goes because God kind of forced the issue, and, he, and, and they repent. Jonah says 40 days more and the Ninevites will be, and they took him serious. They repented in sackcloth and ashes. The king, he said, no one, not man, not beast, not woman or child is to eat or drink anything for three days. You're to fast in sackcloth and ashes and every man turn aside from the violence you have at hand. We live in a very violent world, don't we? Yep. Are we willing to turn aside from the violence we have at hand? Are we willing to do penance for the sins? And don't, you know, we can't just stand there and say, oh, but I've been good, I've been good, I didn't do anything wrong. It's, it's all those people out there, all those people out there. You know, no. It, it, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. He's the one who went home justified. The man who came to the temple and said, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. We have to admit, admit before God that we're sinners, and we need to repent. The people of Nineveh repented. They took Jonah seriously, and they did repent, and God didn't destroy them. And then the queen of the south, she came from the farthest ends of the earth, and she brought Solomon very great gifts, many much wealthy gifts, you know, earthly gifts. She was very impressed with his wisdom. But where did Solomon get his wisdom? He got it all from God. And Jesus Christ is God incarnate. So you know, if, if the queen of the south was willing to come all the way from wherever she came from, Ethiopia or wherever it was, very far away, to listen to, to Solomon, are we willing to walk, to turn off our TVs and our social media and go over to church and spend time with our Lord Jesus Christ in the Blessed Sacrament? Are we willing to come and spend time with our Lord and learn from him how to live this life? You know, as Father said in the, in the, in, in, this morning in the sermon, God gave you a mission. He made you because he has a mission for you to accomplish. Get over to church. Get down on our knees. Let's beg God to show us that mission. Give us the courage to follow and to do what it is that God wants us to do in our life. And most of all, if you love God, you will keep his commandments. Well said, Mary. And I think of the daily duties that you're called to do, I'm called to do. Many people ask me, what am I supposed to do? And I always tell Our Lady of Fatima gave us the message. It's right biblical. Do your duties well for God. Every action is like a blank check. If Christ's name is on it, it has infinite value. So even giving you a glass of water every morning, Mary, I get blessed by that because I'm serving you. Amen. That's how simple life is. Hey, let's bring the smartest guy into the room right now. Full sheen ahead. And he kind of nails it when he says, this is the choice before us. Either try to revolutionize the world and break under it or 
revolutionize ourselves and remake the world. You know what that says to me? It's personal holiness, Mary. Personal holiness. Give up our sins. Mm -hmm. Let's rebel against the sinfulness of the world and turn back to God and ask God to become the center of our world and our whole, first of all, our individual life. And that's it. It's not, I'm not going to save, you know, my neighbors. I'm not going to even save my family members. I need to give myself totally to the Lord and ask him to be the Lord and center of my life and to obey his commandments and keep his commandments and do the duties of my state in life for love of him. There it is. That's it. It's simple. Hey, I got, I got, I got some good news, Mary. A live updates on the that most abortions are banned now in 13 states. Praise God. And more states are coming out against this more and more. And I want to say that, unfortunately, in the state of California, they're doing just the opposite. They're going to tell all the states that won't allow most abortions in their state that we'll fly you to California, we'll put you in a hotel, and we'll kill your baby. And people are going, isn't that great? No. Uh, is there something wrong? Is this microphone on? Yeah. That scenario is taking place right now in California. As and, ben, yeah, as Ben Shapiro always says, what universe do you live in that you think a woman has a right to kill well an unborn child or any of her children? Mm -hmm. you know, and, and Governor Newsom is using our tax dollars in the state of California yep. to go to other states and puts up billboards to advertise that they can come to California and kill their children. Yeah. Of course, he doesn't put it in those words. We wouldn't want to inform people about what's really going on. He, ab he abused it, Mary. He quoted scripture saying, what you do to the least of your brothers, you do unto me. Come what? Are you forgetting the baby? See, yes. they, yeah. they, this is how decadent our culture is now. And I want to just say that the folks who have been supporting us here, sometimes people say to me, Mary, hey, you guys are kind of critical, even on these prelates all the way up to the Pope. Well, the Thomas Aquinas in his Summa has a section in there. The only time to correct a prelate is when scandal t arises for the salvation of the soul. And he's basically saying the same thing that last canon in, in uh, canon law says. Everything done in the church is for the salvation of souls. Because right. if souls are saved, everything, everything is saved. saved. But if souls aren't saved, nothing, nothing is, is saved. saved. So if a prelate, right, even the Pope says, you can go to Holy Communion you know, living in mortal sin. No, uh, no we have no. to say, no, Holy Father, with all due respect, that's not what our teachings teach. And I think when we come back to this article by Cardinal Mueller, the former prefect for the doctrine of the faith, I mean, he's calling us out as a church to say, wait a minute, we got to go back to the scriptures. And I just want to give a plug to Mary's commentary today on scripture. She does the Bible with the Barbers every Friday here on Virgin Most Powerful, and I would recommend that you check it out on the podcast by going to vmpr.org, or you can listen live every Friday at 12 noon. But this Cardinal Mueller, he is amazing because he's letting it all out. He's, he's, he's saying, look, we're at a time now that souls are being lost because of scandal. Yeah. We've got to correct this. Yeah. And I want you to hear what he has to say and listen to it and go and think about it and say, hey, uh, what can we do about it? Well, we make reparation for the sacrileges that are going on in our church. Reparation is the key. Stay with us, family. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show. Mary Danielle sitting in for Jess Romero today, but we'll be back with Jess tomorrow. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back after a quick break. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888 526 2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. Mary Danielle sitting in for Jess today. Jess will be back tomorrow. 
Whenever I have bad news, I like to give good news first because, you know what, we need it. There's a college called the University of Mary in Washington, D.C., that the college chaplain is keeping students Catholic, and he's also winning converts by using St. Don Bosco's model. And what is that model he employs? Well, it's, it's preventative methods based on reason, religion, and kindness, and uh, they're getting fantastic results. And so if you go to LifeSite News, there's a nice article about that, but it just goes to show you, in spite of scandal, there's still people who just go back to the fundamentals, go back to the saints, and that's what I would encourage all of us. Don't be flustered by what I'm going to talk about right now. Be, be, be perseverant. Be joyful to say, well, I'm going to live my faith because that's what I can do. That I can make reparation. Mary, this article, as you know, you live with me, so you know how much I've been talking about it over the weekend. It's, it's Cardinal Mueller saying that Pope Francis's Senate, Senate is is a hostile takeover of the church. It's an explosive interview. And he said this is a way to undermine the Catholic faith. So uh, I want to go through this article with you because he really does have a biblical approach to revealed truth that's a lot different than the senatorial senatorial approach to saying, what is your opinion? So here's what Cardinal Mueller, he's ripped the Senate on synodality and some of his strongest comments about the direction of the Catholic Church under Pope Francis described the senatorial process as this hostile takeover. Now, he says this this is a system of self-revelation. (laughs) <laughs> that sounds like some new hope, new age thing, self-revelation. Yeah, you know, I'm at the age of Aquarius or something, <laughs> you know. And it's the occupation in the Catholic Church. He said this hostile takeover of the Church of Jesus Christ, which is a column of the revealed truth. Cardinal Mueller told Raymond Arroyo, this has nothing to do with Jesus Christ, with the triune God. And they think doctrine, and this is a key point, Mary, that, that they think doctrine is like a program of political party who can change it according to their votes. Your thoughts. Right. And that's, you know, the, the church is the pillar and foundation of truth. We read in, in scripture, in, in scripture, in, in the first, first Timothy three fifteen, I believe it is. Yep, that's it. And so, uh, we look to the church. Jesus Christ founded the church. The church is not some optimist club and it's not something that men came up with. Jesus Christ founded his church and he revealed a certain amount. He revealed the truth to us. Jesus Christ is the truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And so, yeah, it's not about votes. It's not about popular opinion. It's not, you know, remember Jesus did that. As a matter of fact, he took that. He took that survey. Who do men say that I am? Who do men say that I am, you know? <laughs> and, and, and so let's then. Take a then, poll. Yeah, let's take a poll. You know, let's, and then finally he says, and who do you say that I am? And was it a popular opinion? Simon Peter answers alone. And Jesus said, my father has revealed this to you, Simon. Our, our religion is revealed. There's only one true church, and that's the church that was founded by God. Amen. The Son of God, Jesus Christ. So, yeah, it's not about taking a vote and changing just because people say, well, you know, this morality is too hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mary, you know, the Senate that was launched by Pope Francis in 2021 Just to reset the stage, it's a multi-year process that involves gathering opinions of lay Catholics, and this is kind of crazy, and even non-Catholics in every diocese in the world ahead of the Senate of Bishops in Rome next October. Now, Pope Francis has described the goal of the Senate as creating a different church. A top senatorial office has indicated that it could lead to the change of church doctrine and leadership. See, 
This is ludicrous. This isn't what the church teaches. Now, here's something that bothered me. He said the relator general of the Senate, Cardinal Jean, he sparked outrage and accusations of heresy earlier this year when proclaiming that the Catholic teachings on the sinfulness of homosexual acts is no longer correct and needs revision. The word of God needs revision? Give me a break. National Sentinel reports from multiple Western countries have also highlighted calls for doctrinal change, including on homosexuality and the ordination of women. And the official Vatican website for the Senate has repeatedly infuriated Catholics by promoting homosexual relationships and dissident active, uh, uh, activist groups. So groups that have been condemned by the church are now okay. No, that doesn't work that way, Mary. Your thoughts? Right. The, church, the, the teaching of the church, Jesus Christ revealed That's right. the, the truth. And it doesn't change from age to age. You know, in the scripture, it says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Yep. The unchanging one. Yep. Jesus Christ remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. You know, he's not yes one moment and no another moment. It's not, oh, well, you know, I woke up this morning and I had a headache, so I'm not going to discipline you today. Or I woke up this morning and I had a headache, so I'm going to beat you up. No, it, the truth is the truth is the truth. God existed from all eternity. He didn't have to make us, and he made us to be in relationship with himself, and he reveals himself to us. It's not we who tell God Amen. who he is. Amen. Well said. We want to. You know, isn't this what Adam and Eve wanted to do? Exactly. Said, oh, God's keeping something from you, and if you eat the fruit, you'll become like God, knowing good and evil. Essentially, Adam and Eve in their own mind were thinking, oh, if we eat this fruit, we get to decide what's good and evil. <laughs> we get to make the rules for ourselves. How did that work out? I didn't. And this is why, you know, for the salvation of souls, we need to speak up. And I think yeah. Cardinal Mueller, Bishop Strickland, and others are doing just that. When he was asked by Raymond whether the Senate on Senadality is shaping up to be an attempt to destroy the church, oh my gosh, Cardinal Mueller responded starkly, yeah, if they will succeed, but they will be the, that will be the end of the Catholic Church. So obviously they're not going to succeed. He compared the state of the senatorial process, are you ready for this, Mary? With the heresy of Arianism from the 5th century and narcissistic mar 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 form of creating truth. In other words, I make my own truth. Insisting that Catholics must resist it. Thank you, Cardinal. We are going to resist it. He said it's like the old heresies of Arianism when Arius thought, according to his idea, what God can do and what God cannot do, the Cardinal said... The human intellect, this is a brilliant statement. The human intellect wants to decide what is true and what is wrong. That's not revealed truth. No, it's not. And that goes back to the, goes back to the original mm -hmm. sin, the original temptation that Adam and Eve experienced, that we get to decide without God. And believe me, it's come up again and again, right? Yeah. The Tower of Babel. Exactly. At the time of Noah, people decided, well, we're going to decide what's good and bad and whatever. And God destroyed the whole world. Yep. You know, and no, this isn't just a story to, to tell you a truth. It's, it's a reality that really happened. God is God and he will not be mocked. That's right. And we cannot, we don't make God up. No. If we made God up, then it's not God. It's a man-made religion that way. This is divine revelation. The Senate leaders are dreaming, as Cardinal said, of another church that has nothing to do with the Catholic faith. Let's be honest. These guys have lost it and is absolutely against it. Cardinal Mueller slammed 
They want to abuse this process for shifting the Catholic Church, and not only in another direction, are you ready, but in a destruction of the Catholic Church. I believe that. I've never said that, but I believe what he's doing is saying just exactly what they're doing. Nobody, he said, can make an absolute shift and substitute. Are you ready for this, Mrs. Scripture Scholar? (laughs) Revealed doctrines of the church, he emphasized. But they have these strange ideas, such as that doctrine. Here you go. Here's their their idea, is that the only theory of some theologians. Mary, this reminds me of the teaching on the inerrancy of Scripture. I don't believe these men you actually believe that the Catholic Church teaches that Scripture has no error. Because they're saying, well, Scripture's got it wrong. Right. right. Who the heck? I mean, I think that takes a lot of audacity. I mean, Father, Father James Martin said that about Scripture on, on uh, Romans. Well, they're just wrong. God have mercy on him. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's, yeah I, know, I know what it says. It says that homosexual, the homosexual act mm-hmm. is an is evil act. It's yes. offensive to God. It's right. destructive to the human person. It's degrading to the human person. But uh, the scripture's wrong. I, it, my opinion is more, no, it, if we, well, by the way, if we put ourselves above God, there's someone else who did that too. Exactly. His name's Satan. Come on, be real. And he ended up in hell That's for all right. eternity. Right. And so there's a place for those of us who want to rebel against God and yep. refuse to carry his sweet yoke and be obedient to him. For those of us who don't want to conform our moral life to what God has revealed, there's a place for us, but it's not with God for all eternity, and it's not a very pleasant place. You know, you got it. And, and, you know, Cardinal Mueller ma- nailed it when he said, do- the doctrines of the apostles. See, divine, revolution, divine revelation, revelation ended at the time of the death of the last apostle. That's the church's teaching, okay? Right, right. So this statement he's making is very good. The doctrine of the apostles is a reflection and a manifestation of the revelation of the Word of God. That's word with a capital W. That means Big the second w, yep. person of the second person of the blessed. Trinity. Well said. We have to listen to the Word of God, but in the authority of the Holy Bible, the apostolic tradition, and of the magisterium, and all the councils said before that is not possible to substitute revelation given once and forever. And Jesus Christ by another revelation. That's another revelation they're, pro- they're promoting here. Right. And that St. Paul warned about that. He, he said, did. even if an angel were to come well to you yep. and reveal to you a gospel other than what I've preached to you, yep. let him be anathema. And anathema means let him go to hell. Let him be cut off yes. from life. Exactly. And so, no, we don't, we don't change what God revealed. We accept what God revealed. In humility and obedience, acknowledging that we are his creatures, and what he reveals is for our own good. Yeah. And Mary, this is uh, the thing I said about the inerrancy of Scripture. I believe that many of the modernists in the church have been formed so poorly, and I'm going to try and give them a break, okay? Because I, 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 only God can judge them, but I can say objectively their teachings are in error with the magisterial teachings of the church. And I believe that when you were in college 30, 40 years ago, you had those teachers who tried to poo-poo the Word of God. Did you not? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's just, you know, the, we can't really, you know, there was there were teachers who, as a matter of fact, I had a teacher who said, right, I took the syllabus of error of P- Pius X, and he said, oh, yeah, Pius X condemned all these things, but now we accept them. And I thought, no, we don't. The church doesn't accept them. And this it's was a, a Jesuit school. It yep. was a Jesuit school, and, and, and the professor was saying the same thing. No, the church doesn't accept them, and no, the, the, the scriptures are inerrant. 
that the Holy Spirit is the primary author of Scripture. Yes, he used human authors, but what's written in the Scriptures is there because God intended it. Amen. So what's there? And St. Saint, Saint Augustine said, if there's something there you don't understand, that you, is might, important. you might have a bad copy, by the way, because it's only the original texts that are inerrant. Right. You might have a bad copy. Hey, you might have a bad translation. Yep. Oh, we don't have any of those around, do we? Oh, my goodness. You know, read the translation. You think? And, or mm. guess what? There was one other possibility he gave. Yep. Um, what was it now? <laughs> Maybe there's something I don't understand. What? How could that be? What? <laughs> yeah. And this is, we have to be humble before God and yeah. acknowledge the word of God, first and foremost, is a person, the second person of the Blessed Trinity. But the, the, the scripture is the written word of God, just as the second person of the Blessed Trinity became man. God's word is expressed in human words in the scriptures. Well said. When we come back, Cardinal Mueller talks about, are, are they trying to unofficially have some kind of like Vatican III? <laughs> we'll find out what his comments are. He's hitting hard. And I appreciate him because he's talking about the person of Jesus Christ and reveal, revelation through scripture is right up our alley. Stay with us, family. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. Jesse will be back tomorrow. I've brought my bride in, Mary Danielle, as a scripture scholar to talk about what Cardinal Mueller's talking about. This is not easy to have to say these things. If someone told me 20 years ago that I was going to have to do this, I'd say, you're crazy. The church would never do something this stupid. Well, it happened. I'm, what I mean by stupid is this is um, the uh, Cardinal Mueller's talking about, you know, images published by the Senate Facebook account that features a woman priest. Now, this is this has got the uh, imprimatur of, you know, the Senate under the Holy See that about about a woman priest and an LGBT pride imagery. Cardinal Mueller said, I think there's a desire to take over power which doesn't exist. They want to be more intelligent than God himself. I thought that was a good statement. More intelligent than... Yeah, in other words, what does God know about Revelation? <laughs> What's he know? I'm, I'm a pretty smart guy. Yeah, well, I, think, I think it's more like we, we think, well, well, God, what do you know about us? Let yeah. us tell you, Lord. Let, you made us, sure. Oh, you're the creator, but it, let us tell you. <laughs> yeah, he also agreed with uh, Raymond about this, this, this synodality approach is trying to create an unofficially Third Vatican Council it is a very astonishing, he says, it allowed to under the authority and this context of the Vatican. Yeah, it's strange. It should never happen, right? He said, mm-hmm. and this gives the impression, which is scandalous, that this is really possible, that the church with the Pope or with the Secretary General of the Senate, they are to authorized to be the audience of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is only a function for them. It's only instrumentalized. Now, this has nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. Cardinal Mueller straightens us out, Mary. He says, nothing to do with the Holy Spirit who reveals himself in in the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Cardinal Mueller continued, this is no way to undermine the Catholic faith and the Catholic Church. And Mary, what he says is really powerful. He says that, he said that he reserves some of the most scathing comments uh, for this one Cardinal, Mario Gritch. He's the Secretary General of the Senate of the Bishops who Office is responsible for synthesizing the Senate reports submitted to the Vatican around the world. Check this out. This guy is 
It's so misled. Gretsch said, who is widely seen as a possible papal candidate? Oh, my gosh. Suggested last month that the Senate could usher in radical changes to the Catholic Church on marriage and sexuality and said that complicated issues such as giving communion to the divorce and remarried and blessing homosexual relationships are not to be understood simply in terms of doctrine. See, this is what Thomas Aquinas says. We all have to speak up and say, excuse me, that's scandalous what you're saying. That's not what the church is taught. It can't church. The church can't teach this. And uh, for the salvation of souls, I rebuke you. Yes, that's what Thomas Aquinas said, Mary. Now, I want to hear your thoughts, but um, he says, what has the church to fear? This is the cardinal uh, he says, if these two groups within the faith are given the opportunity to express intimate sense of spiritual realities, which are experienced, uh, Gretsch said in a presentation to more than 200 U.S. bishops and other Catholic leaders, might this be an opportunity for the church to listen to the Holy Spirit speaking through them also? Cardinal Mueller blasted his comments, saying absolutely against Catholic doctrine and compared them with Protestantism and the heresy of modernism. Is he on to something, Mary? He's on to something, and here's the reality. is that Cardinal Gretsch is saying that we have to go to sinners who don't want to repent of their sins and ask them what their experience is yeah. and then form our theology by that. Really? Well, th- and, and, and he says, well, what do we have to fear from doing this? Well, Cardinal Gretsch, you're there to call sinners to repent. Amen. And, and Cardinal Mueller goes on to point out that the, you know, you, this, this hermeneutic that— What is hermeneutic for everybody? This— method of interpretation exactly. that yep. Cardinal Gretsch is using. Yep. It's cultural Protestantism and modernism. Mm. It's there. No, it's not Catholic. Nope. It's not what Christ revealed. The individual experience has the same level as divine revelation. No way. That's what Cardinal Gretsch is saying. The individual experience is how I feel is, is divine revelation. no, and my sins aren't divine revelation. My sins are a rebellion against divine revelation. Amen. Mine too. You know. Continue. I like what for you're them, doing. Yeah. For them, God is only a wall onto which you can project your ideas yep. and to make a certain populism in the church. He nailed it. What? So, so it's just the way I feel or the sins I want to commit to determine what the church is going to teach. Sounds like the optimist club. My goodness. It doesn't, that's not very optimistic by the way. Sin makes us pretty miserable Yep. and we get pretty wretched after a while. We get, by the way, we get pretty, we get pretty tired of our sins Yep. and we start to hate ourselves because sin is a hateful thing. Mm. And surely everybody outside the church who want to destroy the Catholic church and the fundamentals, they are very glad about these declarations. <laughs> yeah, isn't that true? It's like, oh, good, we have a chance now. We yeah. can get in there. And we don't have to this change. Is what you need, you need to change, Catholic. Yeah, you change with you us. You need to change. You've been too strict. You've been the yeah. one who's no. You need to change your teaching. But it is obvious that it is absolutely against the Catholic doctrine. We have revelation in God. Amen. From God, the revelation of God in Jesus Christ. Amen. And it is definitively closed and finished in Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is absolutely clear. And that Jesus spoke on the indissolubility of marriage was absolutely clear. Amen. And marriage is between a man and a woman. And everyone is called to live sexual morality according to the Ten Commandments. Right. That is chastity and, and continence if you're not married. Yep. But that chastity expresses itself in continence if you're not married. 
if you're married, it expresses itself in fidelity, in conjugal relations, and in the openness to life. Amen. So, you know, it's not just homosexual, people, homosexuals who are carrying out homosexual acts who are sinning. It's people who are using contraceptives in their marriage. It's people who get married with the idea that, you know what, I'm just marrying you because you make me feel good. And as long as you make me feel good, I'm going to stay married to you. That's wrong. We're not, we're not objects to be used. We're not commodities to be bought and sold. We're persons to be loved. We're Amen. made in God's image. And this is the basis of the church. The church is teaching on marriage. And Catholic marriage, marriage is a reflection of the relationship between Christ and his church. Amen. Jesus Christ does not divorce himself from his church. Well said. And I love this comment because it's hard-hitting. He says, how is it possible that Cardinal Gritch is more intelligent than Jesus Christ? You know, and I say this this way. He, he said it that way. I say that, you know, the Pope is the vigor of Christ. He's not the superior of Christ. See, we can't change. Even the Pope cannot change what Jesus Christ has revealed to us. That's the way we have it been going for 2,000 years. It cannot change. Now, he asked the Cardinal, Cardinal Muriel asked the question, where does Gritch get his authority to relativize the word of God? In other words, where do you get your authority to be superimposing your ideas over what scripture says? Nobody can do that, not even the Pope. No, they can't. And, the, and the, by the way, Vatican I and Vatican II were very clear on this. <clears throat> That's right. Not even the Pope can change divine revelation. That's right. Can't happen. But he also rebuked Gretsch's recent claim, and this is a claim that's ludicrous. He said that the Senate on Synodality is able to open up scenarios not even imagined by the Second Vatican Council. He's trying to set us up to say, get ready for a new church. Now, he says, everybody knows who studied the first semester of theology, and even I know this, that the church and the authorities of the church cannot change divine revelation. Cardinal Mueller retorted. That's what you just said, Mary. This is so fundamental. That's why I want Catholics who are listening to be high information Catholics to know that even the Pope, the Cardinals, they make they come up with all these crazy ideas that are not part of the deposit of faith. Don't don't listen to it. He 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 added that Gretsch, moreover, is not even a recognized theologian and has no importance in even the academic theology. And that's what I've been noticing, Mary, that a lot of these people at the Holy See have not got any credentials for what they're supposed to be doing. It's almost like, um, what are they doing in that position? And he says, how is he presenting new hermeneutics of the Catholic faith only because he is a secretary of the Senate, which has no authority? Now, this is the key point about this whole Senate. He has no authority. About a doctrine of the church, Cardinal Mueller said. All of these Senates of the bishops in the Senate process have no authority in no way as a magisterial authority. Mary, doesn't that say it all? Amen. No, it's just opinions. They are opinions. They're not teaching on behalf of the church. It's not magisterial. The, magister the church, our mother, she is mother and teacher, mater et magister, but she's both. But she's more mother than teacher. And the reality is, is that she teaches what Christ taught. And she mothers us as the Blessed Mother did. And where did Mary stand? At the foot of the cross. She didn't walk away from the suffering. Amen. She didn't walk away from the hard times. Jesus bore our sufferings. He endured our pain. Bishop Sheen pointed this out when he talks about when Jesus heals people. He sighs and he groans. He feels our pain. He knows what it feels like 
to be to fe- to live in sin, not because he sinned, but because he feels the darkness within us when he bears the sufferings that we bear. Yep. But it doesn't. He doesn't change his teaching. He doesn't say, "Well, you know, I know it's hard, so it's okay. You know, you can go ahead and divorce, or you can live with somebody you're not married to. You know, or no, no, you have to. Why? Because God has called us to freedom, not slavery." And when we sin, anyone who sins is a slave of sin, and no slave has a permanent place in his father's house. Well said. I hope you go to EWTN and watch the interview we just covered. When we come back, Mary, i got two things I want to hopefully get time to do. A YouTuber who's not Catholic with over 8 million followers is exposing the dark side of birth control. Wow. And we can highlight what Paul VI did back in 1968 and show the wisdom of Holy Mother, the Church, on this. And then I'm hoping to have a little time about why St. Bruno is the patron saint of exorcists and of possessed persons. Wow, that's a great story there. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse show. Jesse will be back tomorrow. He's at a parish mission. And Mary Danielle, who does the Bible with the barbers. If you like my wife, which I I like her a lot, (laughs) a whole lot, but I like her theology because she's solidly biblically grounded. And if you'd like to hear more of her, listen to us on Fridays after the... Uh, Terry and Jesse show at 12 noon or go to VMPR. Check us out on our podcast, The Bible with the Barbers. When we come back, let's expose this dark side of birth control. And let's expose the truth of what the Catholic Church has taught for 20 centuries about the transmission of life. Amen. You're listening to The Terry and Jesse Show. I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, I'd be a billionaire. Stay with us, family. We got much more to inspire you to fall deeper in love with Jesus and his church. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. People are saying, why are you so excited? Well, mm-hmm. I've been sick for two weeks <laughs> and I went kayaking with my daughter my wife and the grandson, we, I'm, I'm like, I'm all fired up. So that's why my energy level's back. <clears throat> but Mary, you have to deal with that. <laughs> Mary, uh, we're talking about a YouTuber, non-Catholic. He has over 8 million followers exposing the dark side of birth control. His name is Dr. Eric Berg. Wow. Said the long-term effects of removing natural hormones from a woman's body are quite dangerous and negatively affecting menopause, bone function, and even longevity. Wow, and and we've been saying this for a long time. Even the 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 uh, package when you get your birth control pills warned you of all these horrible things that can happen to you. But now it seems like uh, he's saying that women do not realize this that when re- they're replacing natural produce estrogen and Pro- progesterone, progesterone and estrogen. yes, with the artificial version can lead to these all these complications. He said among among numerous health risks. Birth control pill, are you listening, folks, can increase your risk of heart attacks, blood pressure, strokes, blood clots, breast cancer, dementia, depression, I mean, mood swings, and can even trigger an autoimmune system disease. He went on to describe how birth control also depletes women of many necessary minerals as such as zinc and mag- uh, magnesium, vitamins such as B- vitamin B12, But he said, what a lot of women don't realize that when you take the pill, you're shutting down the production of estrogen and progesterone 
And making, in other words, you're messing with Mother Nature, and that never works. It doesn't work very well. There's, a, there's an old saying, you know, yeah. God always forgives. That's right. Men sometimes forgives. Ne- nature never, never forgives. Yeah, that's when a, you mess with Mother Nature. Yeah. It, it, and, you know, I say the same thing about this, uh, uh, about what they're doing to our children and saying that their sex changes and they're, they're mutilating people's uh, bodies, private parts, and then giving them all these chemicals, it's not going to work. But you know what? Beautiful teachings, Mary. You've done this. The Catholic Church is the only remaining religion to condemn it, contraception, openly, and I might add completely. Back in 1968, Hermana Vitae came out. St. Pope Paul VI warned that, here's, here's his warning, see if it was fulfilled, <laughs> that contraception would lead to a lack of respect for women. Check that box. A general lowering, lowering of morality in society, check that box. And then in Evangelium Vitae, Pope John II, another saint, also supported this prediction, stating that contraception has led to an increase of what? Abortions. And I might add, Mary, and I want your comment, Bishop Joseph Strickland, right here on Virgin Most Powerful, previously reminded Catholics of their duty to respect and live out these church teachings on contraception on this anniversary. He said, Hermani Vitae, issued 54 years ago, taught the truth that contraception is immoral and does harm to marriage and family. He said, we have lived for more than a half a century with humanity rejecting this truth, and it has done great harm to the human family. Let us heed the truth of Paul VI. Your thoughts? It was just Paul VI. Remember, this was Costi Canubi was yeah. the first one that. 1930. Had, because the Lambeth Conference had met in 1930. The Anglicans 30. had said, well, you know, in, 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 in very difficult situations, yep. we should allow people to use contraceptives yep. in their marriage. Yep. And so Paul the, uh, Pope Pius XI wrote an encyclical, Costi Canubi, to say, no, we can't do this. Right. The use of contraception is are intrinsically evil. What did he mean? And Bishop Sheen put it this way. When you use contraceptives in your, in your marriage, you're dividing what God joined together. You're dividing love and life. That's right. God made unity and procreation to go together in marriage. And that's why it's intrinsically evil, because by its nature, it divides what God made. It is evil. It's the rejection of what God made. That's why it's evil. That's what evil is, the rejection of what God made, the rejection of goodness. And life is good. Mm. And the use of contraception is the rejection of life. Amen. And Paul VI had to reiterate what Pius XI taught because, unfortunately, because the Anglicans caved, many Catholic women thought that they could use contraceptives in their marriages. In in Europe and America, at least in the West, and it was widespread. Yes, it was. So Paul VI had to revisit the question, and he said, no, you can't. This is wrong. It's offensive to God. It's destructive to your marriage. It's destructive to your relationships. It's destructive to your children. Have we listened? No. And, you know, these are the same dissenting theologians back in the 60s who wouldn't agree with Pope Paul VI, and they dissented, and they really uh, caused a lot of of, uh, confusion. And a lot of people, many people have told me that they were confused about what the church actually teaches when priests would tell them it was okay to use contraception. But once they realized the official teachings of the church, many of them threw out their birth control and said, no, I want to know, I, I want to live according to what God's design is. So that's why we promote Hermana Vitae on a regular basis. Mary, we've got a couple minutes. I love this story about St. Bruno. You and I have a very close friend. He worked for us. 
here at St. Joseph's in the 80s, Paul Kim. He's the um, superior of the, of, of the Carthusians in the New England area. And I think it's once every decade he writes to me because it's a very tough order. And um, St. Bruno was the founder of his order. He sent me a lot of brochures about St. Bruno the last decade. Yes, he did. And we loved it. Well, here's the story. Why is St. Bruno the patron saint of exorcists and possessed persons? Well, it's, it's widely known, you know, as the patron saint, right, for this. But it's difficult to pinpoint the exact reason why St. Bruno received this designation. But there is some evidence that can help us sort it out, folks. Number one, this is an amazing story. I've never heard this before. First of all, there's a famous depiction of St. Bruno recalls a scene from his life where he witnessed the funeral of Raymond Decrees, a seemingly virtuous teacher of Scripture. A lot of people who taught Scripture have been a lot of heretics, Mary. Beware of that. (laughs) And he said, at the funeral, Bruno looked up at the resurrected body of Raymond, who came back from life to say that his soul had been condemned to hell for his secret sins. Can you imagine? We do hundreds of funerals. If that ever happened here, I would be blown away if someone just came out of that casket and said that. Frequently, his paintings feature a demon ready to accept the soul of Raymond. Now, secondly, Mary, there's a medieval painting of St. Bruno casting out a spirit from a possessed woman. This story behind her painting is difficult to ascertain, but it reveals a legendary tradition associating St. Bruno with exorcism. And the third one, St. Bruno was highly regarded for his holiness of life and his spiritual writings contain so much insight into the spiritual life. His holiness and asceticism made him into a strong spiritual warrior ready to combat any spiritual attacks. Mary, you did a Bible study the last two weeks on Bible with the Barber. I'm going to recommend that you tell us a little bit about spiritual warfare that you did in the Bible because people can hear that by going to vmpr.org and hearing it on a podcast. Why don't you summarize those last two weeks that you covered on spiritual warfare in the Bible? Well, I was talking about you know the basis of spiritual warfare. Oftentimes in our modern day, people are looking for um, sensationalism. And we focus on the enemy and what he does and the ugly, and they're, it's ugly. And we, we shouldn't be looking at the enemy and the ugly things. We should be looking at God and the good that God does. The only way for us to spy, fight a spiritual war, this is a spiritual battle, is with God's help. Amen. You know, and we do have enemies. We have the devils are yep. all against us. Yep. But we also have our own flesh and we have the world because we have original sin. So spiritual warfare is, first of all, that war within ourselves against sin. We have to give up our sins. And as it pointed out, this St. This Bruno was at this, he saw the funeral of this, this man who was supposedly a, a renowned biblical scholar, and yet he was, a, he was a sinner who didn't, not that he was a sinner, but that he didn't repent of his sins. There you go. He kept them secret and he didn't confess them. Yep. Confess your sins to the Lord. This is part of spiritual warfare. We need to be battle ready at all times because we are constantly in the battle. And the saints have said, if you don't know you're in a battle for your soul, you're probably losing it. Yeah, that's for sure. So watch out. We need to battle with ourselves against our own selves, our own pride and our own sinfulness so that the enemy can't get the upper hand with us. And this is, again, remember the, the publican, when he went to the temple, why was he justified? 
Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. You know, the Pharisee, what is the Pharisee? Isn't the Pharisee the, the, the perfect picture of what we do in our modern world? Look at me. I'm so good. I'm so wonderful. Oh, God, aren't I such a great blessing to you? Don't, you know, don't I just, you know... It, like that, that Cardinal Mueller talked about in his article, you know, God, God is just a wall that we get to, we, we reflect ourselves off of. And it's like, okay, God, remake yourself in this image according to me. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Remember, the Pharisee didn't go home justified. We, we humble ourselves before the Lord. And this is, this is a huge part of spiritual warfare is this humility to acknowledge that I don't have the strength to fight against powers and principalities. And Paul warns us in his letters that that our battle is with powers and principalities. We have real enemies, real persons who are spiritual persons who want to take us to hell for all eternity. And unfortunately, because of original sin, even though baptism removes of original sin, it doesn't remove the effects. And the effects are, is concupiscence that we are inclined to sin. It's easier for us to sin. And we can't do any good without God's help. So to fight these spiritual battles, we need the Lord. And yeah, the sacraments, the church, Jesus Christ himself, his word and sacred scripture are the prayers, the sacramentals. We have all of these spiritual um, weapons to help us. And of course, there's, there's more that I haven't covered yet about spiritual warfare in the scriptures, but we've talked about some of these things and, and how to fight this battle and, and, and to know, first of all, to know that you're in a battle. Amen. Well, Sandy, I just want to ask everybody to pray for Cardinal Mueller because what he just did last Thursday took a lot of uh, um, courage for him to stand up and say, look, this is the emperor has no clothes on. That's basically what he said. And we need to, you know, stand up for the truth, as St. Thomas said in the Summa, that for when scandal takes place, we have to stand up for it and rebuke whoever it is that's being scandalous regarding the teachings of the church. Remember, uh, Joseph Strickland, Bishop Strickland said, every Catholic should watch this important interview. The church is founded on revelation of truth. It's not a game with rules that can change any time. So I think Strickland's uh, spot on. He'll be on tomorrow after the Terry and Jesse show with me. And uh, I want to thank Mary Danielle for pinch hitting. <laughs> I use baseball terms with her. She knows that. She knows what a pinch hitter is. I do. Yes. And I want to remind everybody that <laughs> the state we should be living in, as Jesse would say, the state of grace. Amen. And I want to remind you that Our Lady of Fatima said it well, that souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Let's pray for our leaders in our church. Let's pray for everyone. And that, make sacrifices. And, and for the salvation of souls, because you can affect those people. So going to do, even picking up a pin for the love of God, God. is meritorious. What a great religion we have. You know why? Because it's revealed truth from God that gets us to heaven. Amen. And let's remember to stay focused on the scriptures and the apostolic teachings of the church. Amen. And not be dissuaded by anybody in the church that doesn't teach what Christ taught. May God richly bless you and your family.